Contrary to popular belief, all roads do not lead to heaven. In fact, the one road that is available is very narrow, as we'll see next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. As long as there are those who think themselves to be good, there will be those who think themselves to be good enough to get to heaven. The true fact is, there is no one good, no, not one, and our works will never merit a passage into heaven. So what will? Well, that's the question we're answering today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. As we continue our survey of John, we're back in chapter 14, message simply called, How you can get to heaven. With the answer, our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. The person that can get you to the city is called the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. I think of what they did in Genesis 11. Men said, we want to go to heaven so bad that they went into a massive building program and began to build a ziggurat towards the heavens. And they built, and they built, and they built. We're going to reach the heavens on our own effort. And God came down. He confused their language. He scattered them all over the earth. And your one world effort to get to heaven on your own might and strength is forever shattered. Now we can't even understand each other. We're scattered. All efforts to reach heaven on your own will fail. There's only one person that can get you to the city. He's also called the truth. And by the word truth, there's several Hebrew concepts. That means the reality, uh, the reliable God. It was used of being faithful, reliable. He is the reliable revealer of who God is. He gives the full explanation of God's heart, God's plan, for God was brought out in open discovery in Jesus. He is the revelation of God. He is the truth about God you must know. He I have life in myself, he said. I am the resurrection and the life. First John says, he that has the Son has eternal life. He is the truth. He's the truth. I think sometimes uh, people, they're on this quest for knowledge. They read everything to find out about God, religion, and all the time they're staggering over Christ. The Gnostics, were a group that said there's hidden knowledge. Uh, only the initiates can know. There's secrets to knowing God, and we have them. You must come to our meetings. There's secret seances. And we have the formula for knowing God, like some lodges. We got formulas, secret oaths, secret taught that we are on the know about things. Jesus says, I came and I disclosed God. I put him on open preview. I've been doing his works. I've been honoring his name. I've done works that no man, I've done all the prophets said. I've fulfilled all of them. 
I am the revelation by which you get to the city and by which when you see the Father, you'll say, why, you look exactly like Jesus said. And the Father would say, he's the complete manifestation of all I am in a body. All the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily in Jesus. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. All right there. The only thing, he robed his glory so, so he wouldn't burn you up. Moses only got to see the edge of God's skirt as he went by. He never could stand in the presence of God in full glory. In Jesus, he veiled it so much. You're beholding God, Thomas, and you don't even know it. All God can be without consuming you in fire is revealed in Jesus. And I am the life. You lost your life, human race, at the garden. I said, if you sin, you'll die. And men and women are born dead to God. You weren't born a Christian. You were not born a Christian. And I don't care how much you were sprinkled at the font as a baby. It didn't make you a Christian. It made you wet. It did not make you a Christian. There's not one verse in the Bible that said, sprinkle a baby and it saves. What the reformers did, they saw Abraham, and on the eighth day they circumcised their boys, made him a part of the covenant, and they brought it right over to Protestantism. They said, let's baptize our babies and set them apart from being pagan and heathen, and this puts them within the covenant. No such thing. I wish it were true. I baptized all my kids as soon as they were eight days old. Even a baptized infant has to come to a point they receive Christ for themselves. Your mama can't save you, your daddy can't save you, and water can't save you. You've got to go to the one way. Only a person can save you, and it's Jesus Christ, a person. See, I know Jesus can get you to heaven because the first thing he did on the cross is he told a guy that never joined the church, never got baptized, and never did one good deed in his life, by the way, I'll see you today in paradise because you put your faith in me. You said, I'm the son of God. The church is full of moralism. If you're good enough, good enough, you do enough good deeds, give enough offerings, get baptized five times, be on 15 committees, none of it saves. None of it saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Hear me. We could easily be a non-born again church. You come here because we got good donuts. We'll put more fat on you than any church in the area. Get you loaded with sugar and coffee and try to keep you spiritual. No, no, no. It, it won't work. You must. You must. You must be born again. You must. You must. You must put your faith in Christ. He said, I'm the person that gets you to the city. Not a religion. Not a religion. Not a preacher. Not an offering. Me, Jesus, I'm the one going to the cross. I paid the price. I can get anyone in that city I want. Thief, you're coming with me. You're coming with me. 
to forever tell us religionists and us Pharisees, you don't have to do all the things we tell people they got to do. You got to put your trust in Jesus. He, when you come in the gospel, there's no conditions. There's no promises you have to. The gospel is all promises of what God will do for you. And he's not signing you up for anything. Can you accept his son? If you can do that, you can go to the city. You can go to the city. Anathema on all of the gospels. Christ plus nothing. I said Christ plus nothing. Faith plus nothing. You say, well, you're going to live like a hellion. I want to tell you, I've known him over 50 years, and there's not enough energy in me to raise any hell. I'm living for Christ. I love Christ. You actually fall in love with the one you accept. I didn't love him when I got saved. I didn't love him. I came to him because I was scared to death of him. I didn't come because I loved him. No, no, not in your life. I was afraid of going to hell because I was. I was afraid of his wrath. I was afraid of how I was living as a little punk kid. I ran to him, spare me hell, get me into the city. I want to go to the city. I want to go to the city. And I could only get it in you. I can't get it anywhere else. Little Richard can't get me there. No can that's domino. I got to get a savior. I need somebody that can save me. Now he either can or he's a liar. He said, I'm the way to the city. I'll pay everything necessary. I'll pay your rent for eternity at the cross. My rent's paid. I'm going to heaven not because I'm a good Christian. I'm going to heaven because my faith is in a wonderful Savior. That's what's saved. That's what's saved. Then he says that thing that uh, we all wish we could tone down. And that is, uh, Thomas says to him, uh, Lord, we don't know the way. You, you are going. How do we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And since I'm just one of many ways, uh, check it in on me in case your therapist can't help you. In case your religious affiliations don't, in case the lodge can't get you there, in case you can't keep the Ten Commandments. No, no, no. No one, no one comes to the Father but through me. Hey, 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 hey. That's exclusivism. Who does God think he is? God. This is the offense of Christianity. This is why world religions can't stand to have us at the table. This is why Larry King wants to fry us in front of audiences, saying, you guys say there's only one way to heaven. Uh, the Bible says it. The Bible says it. Well, that, that can't be. Who do you think you are? Well, I was, I was going to hell when I read this. I didn't, I didn't write it up because I don't know how to get you to the city. But the one that says he knows how to get me to the Father's house said, I am the only door to the city. It's kind of like the rain starts and the, the earth opens up. Because, you know, in the flood, it said that the earth, all the subterranean waters were unleashed and came up. The heavens unleashed. 
I mean, look at this flooding going on in Canada now. If you see the weather in the Midwest. God can send a lot of rain. And uh, guess what the antediluvian world could have said? You know what? There's another door over here. I'm getting on it. Went there. There were no other boats. You know, they never made a boat. A boat had never existed up to this time. It never rained on the earth. People didn't know what uh, sea craft were. They're always just earth dwellers. And you can run here to your neighbors and say, I'm safe. And then the water just keeps rising, rising. Then you go a little higher ground. I can stay here. I can stay there. But there was only one door on all the face of the earth you could go through that would save you. Exclusive door. Just one. And it's been pitched over. And it's been made according to dimensions. And for 120 years, the neighbors heckled the man that built it. You stupid fool. Why build something to float and we've never seen a drop of rain in history? But when the waters came and when wrath came, there was only one door on the whole face of the earth that could give you refuge. Jesus said, I am the door to the sheepfold. I am the door to the ark. I am the ark. You, you can search. You can go to Mohammed. You can run to Islam. You can run to Buddhists. You can run to New Age. You can run to philosophy. You can run to all your good works and all your clubs. I am the only one that can save you from the wrath of God and take you to the Father's house. Me. Me. Now, that statement is exclusive and dogmatic. J. Vernon McGee, when he's pastoring Church of the Open Door, a UCLA student came and, and took him on for how narrow Christianity was and heard this verse. He said, yeah, that's what's wrong with Christianity. It's exclusive. You guys act like you're the only ones that know. You act like you've got a monopoly or something. And uh, you're dogmatic. He said, that's what I don't like about Christianity. It's dogmatic. Truth is always dogmatic. Now, some of you are dogmatic, and you're all mixed up. You're just bullheaded. And, and you're unteachable. I believe that way, and that's the way it's going to be. And, and you call that conviction. No, that's just stubborn. You're acting like a fool in Proverbs. Can't teach you a thing. And so you suffer a lot in life because you're so thick-headed. You don't learn easy. And he said the fool has to be beaten. He has to have stripes. You've got to bruise him. And he still doesn't get it. But he said the naive that are watching, he learns from the way the fool's getting the beating. So he gets a little smarter. That's why if you run around with some peers... Be sure you run with the fools because they can get the beating and you learn the lesson. <laughs> but usually they get you to act like a fool. That's the problem with peer pressure. But the guy said, you know, uh, you're so dogmatic, so dogmatic, so exclusive. McGee said, you know what? When I went through college and I was taking uh, math and different classes, he said, I had one of the most dogmatic math teachers 
She always said that two plus two equaled four. Matter of fact, my bank is just as dogmatic. They say two minus two equals zero, and that represents my account. And, and they just don't seem to change. They, I mean, come on, we're in a technological. You've got to get updated in math. You've got to change this. Two plus two can't keep equal. Aren't you current? What's the new addition mark? Oh, it's dogmatic. It's always been four. It's always been four. But people, when you talk about things eternal and things they can't get in a test tube and things you want to just philosophize about, see, they didn't go to the cross. They didn't pay the price. And so when they hear this, uh, how dare you? We're just religious experts. There's got to be more. Than, we're all sincere, good people trying to find our own way. And Jesus says, that's it. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. Because being sincere doesn't make it the right way. There is a way that seems right. But you wake up, you're not where you started out. And there's a lot of people, I'm afraid, even religious kind, that are going to come before Jesus and saying, Lord, Lord, did we not operate in your name? We were in the church business. We cast out demons. We took offerings. And we healed, folks. You've got to let us in. He said, you didn't come through the door. You came up another way. You're just racketeers. You're just in it for the religious business. You're a religious crook. You never came through the door. You're wolves in sheep's clothing. Your, your religious jargon sounds good, and I may have even let some preaching you did save people. I might have even done some things, but you yourself are not saved. Lord, Lord. Doesn't that sound sweet? Have they got the right theology? He's Lord. He is Lord. Yeah. Man, you got it down. No, but I don't know him. I don't know him. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. Any of you that don't like preachers, hear me. I'm a Christian first. I don't have to be a preacher. But I know him. And don't you dare ever take on that for me. You could fire me as the pastor, but you can't fire me from Jesus. I know him. I know him. I know the son. I met the son as a kid, South Richmond. You can't take that away from me. And that, I don't have to be a preacher to get to heaven. I just signed up with the way. And he said, you take me. You got a place in this city. I paid the rent. You wait when you get there. What a day. What a day to be reunited with the way, the truth, and the life. I wonder, are you here today? And you're trusting your good works. And you think God's got to let you go to heaven because you're such a nice guy. When will you abandon that lie and turn yourself over to Christ? Say, I need Christ. I do not know him. I'm not going to heaven. Oh, I've done good works. I've been a good husband, maybe a good father, a lot of good stuff. And that's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You know what's so hard? I'm told by men that pastor in the Bible Belt in the South, in Dallas, where I went to school. You know what's so hard back there? Everybody goes to church. 
It's the thing. You can't be a good banker and not belong to the church. Everybody goes to church in Dallas. But not everybody going to church is going to heaven. They're doing it for connections. They're doing it to look good in the public's eye. But they don't know him. And the pastors tell me it's so hard to preach evangelistically Sunday after Sunday to nice-looking businessmen dressed to, to kill, look clean, got the, all the profile. They can't be the kind that Jesus would ever let perish. They just won't come to the way. They won't come and say, oh, let me, let me read this to you. You will let me, won't you? Thank you. I know you want to go, but you got, I, I just thought of this old hymn. Then we're done. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress, helpless look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly, wash me, Savior, or I die. When the Spirit of God draws you to Jesus, you'll probably feel like the worst person in the place. Many have said that to me. I felt like the worst person in the place the day I was saved. Guess what? You end your trust in your own works, and you finally come to trust his work. It's his work for you. It's not your works for him. That's what saves. Father, if there be anyone here that is trusting their good works, uh, their intellectualism, their... Uh, Tolerance for all views that Jesus can't be the way. I ask that you would show them Christ is the way, the only way to heaven. The only one to get us to the Father's house. Bring understanding, open the eyes of those who may not know you, but are religious, who on a human level are good, fine people. On a divine level, they're seen as sinners in need of Christ. Save. Save our children this week at VBS. Save our children. Use all of these adult teachers and workers to show these precious little ones Jesus. May they hear about Jesus and his death for them. Bless in our volleyball madness and our bungee soccer, our youth pastors outreach to kids we got a hook to get them here now may the gospel come out clearly and may the spirit of God grip their heart and let them come to be saved save 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 we don't want just programs Lord we want salvation we don't want to just uh, have music we want to have converts we don't want to just preach we want to see men and women turn from sin to Christ and you alone can do that. We're counting on you. We're counting on you. Do it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Life Forever in Jesus Christ. That's the title of our series here in the book of John. And we trust our time together today has encouraged you in Christ as we work our way through this wonderful gospel. It is our hope and prayer that chapter 20 and verse 31 will come to bear on your own heart and mind, that you understand why John wrote what he wrote for the purpose of believing and having life eternal in Christ. To review a copy of today's program or to obtain the entire series, we would ask you to get in touch with us here at Truth For Today, and there are a couple of ways to do so. You can call us at 855-833-9864, or you can stop by our website, valleybible.org, and take advantage of the resource materials that we have posted there as well. You're also welcome to write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, the zip code 94547. And as always, your gifts make a great difference here at the ministry. No matter how large or how small, your financial contributions to this ministry allow us to continue presenting the gospel here on KFAX. As a TFT sustainer, we would also like to pass along your way a quarterly newsletter along with our once-a-year special gift and access to Take a Break with Pastor Phil, the weekly video devotional that we have. Again, these are all just simple ways of saying thank you for supporting us financially, realizing that this broadcast is presented daily here on KFAX through your financial involvement as well as your prayerful support. One other note as we close out our time together today, we would like to invite you to join us for worship here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. You can find out all of the details and directions at our website, valleybible.org. That's valleybible.org. We thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure to share God's Word with you. And we look forward to the next time when we can do it again here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.